A Rabbit for Kim Jong-il is a Griffin Theatre Company production. It's being presented at the Stables Theatre in King's Cross and then later at the Riverside Theatre in Parramatta. I'm Angela Caterns and this is Kit Brookman, the playwright. Hello there, Kit. Hello, Angela. And Lee Lewis, the director. Hello, Lee. Hello, Angela. So it is an intriguing title, this Rabbit for Kim Jong-il, and there really was such a rabbit, apparently. Kit, can you tell us about it? Yeah, well, uh, the the play is is based uh, very very loosely on on a true story. Um, uh, essentially, there was a, a rabbit breeder in Germany in two thousand and six who was known for breeding some of the world's uh, largest rabbits. And um, the story that the play kind of jumps off from uh, is this event uh, around two, yeah two thousand and six when he was approached by officials from the North Korean government to acquire his rabbits or uh, some of his rabbits to set up a breeding program in North Korea. Um, and it's a, yeah, it, it's a, it's a true story of, of how he kind of sold his rabbits and what, what happened after that. Wow. Giant rabbits, North Korea. It is an amazing story. How did you hear about it? Um, well, it was at a dinner party, at, actually um, at Lee's house with Lee and uh, <laughs> her partner Brett Boardman, and um, it was yeah, it was a story that that Brett told that I'd never heard before. Um, but it was one of those moments as a playwright, you just go, "That is too good to be true," or, or, or too strange to be true, um, and you just you, yeah, you just I was hooked. Was this the first time you'd heard about the rabbits? Now, I'd heard about the rabbits because Brett had come back from Singapore with a sculpture of a rabbit that sat quite, it's quite large, it's about a metre tall. He said to me, sweetheart, I, ha- I have a sculpture and I'm not a big fan of sculptures, too much dusting. And I said, oh, really? And he said, oh, and he told me the story, uh, which he'd heard from this artist that had created the rabbit and he works with her up, it's Emma Maxwell and she works up in Singapore. Uh, anyway... Uh, we still have the rabbit, but Kit and, and Luke had come over to dinner and it's quite a prominent feature on a, a mantelpiece and so Brett got into it and explained it and I'm like, oh. And now what I've learned is be very careful what you talk about at dinner parties with playwrights. <laughs> That's fantastic though. So uh, Kit went away and wrote the story, wrote the play. Yeah, I was just that intrigued that I just kind of um, looked up the story and, and did some did some more research and... Um, found out that it was all com- it was all true, and um, uh, yeah, from that kind of um, seed of a true story, invented this play. Fantastic. Obviously, it's it, he doesn't know. None of, no one actually knows the true story, so it's quite a speculative fiction that yes. Kit has created. Yes, but it's seeds of true, which are you can look up on the internet and see the picture of this with the world's largest rabbit. Uh, and find traces of the story. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? And so I know you two have worked together before. Lee, what is it uh, that you like about Kit's work? How would you describe it? Oh, this is a terrible thing to ask me to say right next to the playwright. He'll cringe. Go on. He is <laughs> cringy. I love the lightness of touch in his writing. I think there's a, an elegance, but a sense of fun and wit in his in his language play, which I find really attractive. Uh, and I think audiences do too. I think he's a, a combination of startlingly colloquial but then whimsical at the same time. So there, there's a, a real mix in his language so we don't get bogged down in a particular style. Mm-hmm. And Kit, I know you've worked with Lee before and, and she's charged with... Um, bringing the play from the page to the stage. What what do you think describes her work? 
Well, I think that there's a passionate intelligence that Lee brings to all of her work, which is very exciting to to uh, work with when you're a writer creating a, a, a new play, um, because it means that at every step of the way along the process, and you know, re- rehearsing a new play is just it's it's in some ways the tip of the iceberg of what goes into creating a, a whole new play, and you know. Um, when you're working with Lee on a new play, you have the benefit of that kind of passion and intelligence right from the start. And so your play is supported and challenged right from the moment of its kind of conception all the way up to its birth. And um, that's that's a rare quality that someone... Um, uh, it, it's a kind of attentiveness and um, being attuned to big ideas... It's really exciting to work with someone who's who's attuned to big ideas. Mm-hmm. And now tell us what you really think of each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it is lovely to be able to collaborate with people over a number of years. That's one of the one of the beauties of the Australian theatre community is that it's small enough to know people, but big enough not to be in each other's pockets all the time. So the last time I was actually in a room with Kit was about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we've stayed in touch, and lives have, and work has crossed over. But that's not that's not a an in your pocket relationship, which is actually really lovely. So uh, I think Sydney is actually quite a beautiful size for that kind of for that reason. Mm-hmm. Kit, you're also an actor. In fact, you're in this play. Can you tell us about the role that you play? Uh, yes, well, um, without wanting to give too much away, I, I play the rabbit, um, <laughs> uh, uh, whose name is, is Felix, um, and so I, I play him on his journey from Germany to North Korea. Uh-huh. So he obviously speaks. Yes, yes, it is, it is a speaking role, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you haven't been on stage for quite some years now. How, how do you think you'll go on on the uh, on the stage in the stables it's a very intimate theater isn't it i'm i'm feeling really good about it so far and i feel extremely safe and you know um w- when i said that i'd i'd do it and act on a, 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 in this play um i just I, I wasn't sure at first but then i i thought about it and i i thought why are you hesitating? You've you've worked with Lee before. You know she gets you to do really good work. Just say yes. <laughs> um, so I felt very safe, um, even though it has been a while. Um, in the end, it was it was quite an easy decision because I just felt yeah mm-hmm. secure. Is that a blessing or a curse? Working so closely to uh, to your audience. In terms of the the space, mm. um, well, I'm. It can probably be either. Um, you get all the benefits of that kind of intimacy in terms of they're right there, you're right there. You can't really pretend that they're somewhere else. Um, and so it, you're, you're very much creating an experience there with the audience and they're completely a part of it. And if, if you can um, use that and, and bring the audience into the experience of the performance, I think, you know, you can create something really special. Mm-hmm. Um it's occasionally a trip hazard, I suppose. That's the disadvantage I can think of. Like <laughs> falling over people's legs. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Or n- not that I've seen it happen. But... Have you, Lee? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> 
So following uh, your run at, at the stables in King's Cross, you move the production to what is the actual geographical heart of Sydney, and that's to, the, uh, to Parramatta, to the Riverside Theatre. Do you look forward to playing to a, a different audience there? Oh, definitely. It's one of my favourite things is to take a play and move it between audiences because then you start to really test the play and you see whether uh, whether the story can move across across the space of the city and if it can't move across the space of the city how would you ever expect it to go beyond the beyond sydney mm-hmm. so for me the relationship between the the griffin audience at griffin and the griffin audience at parramatta is wonderful uh and if i could do that with every play i absolutely would in fact, there are plan- plans afoot to make sure that that's possible so that S- Sydney stories can move right around Sydney. That's fantastic. So you're, you're straddling the city. Uh, the more recognition there is of Parramatta as the demographic centre of Sydney and actually therefore on some level Australia, the more interesting it is to me to, to think about the stories that come from there and the more important it is for, for, to break down that idea of Western Sydney. It is Sydney. And, you know, I imagine, you know, in the future what I'm hoping for is for there to be a Griffin West Side and a Griffin East Side and so that the city doesn't, doesn't have a split in its consciousness the way it does now. Fantastic. So tell us, um, Lee, what can audiences expect from A Rabbit for Kim Jong-il? Is it sad? Is it funny? Is there a moral to this tale? All of that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I mean that. It's, it's a play with a talking rabbit. You've got to think there's some funny stuff in there. Uh, but the heart of the play and the reason that I, I was, I've always been interested in this play, and I was shocked when it came to me as a script, uh, that this playwright had heard a few words at a dinner party and turned that into quite an extraordinary play. The reason I love it is that deep down inside, what it's really about is forgiveness, with a big question as to whether you actually believe in forgiveness or not. Is it possible or not and if not then how shall we live and I think there is a big serious question that sits underneath this funny play with a rabbit in it and that's why I really that's why why I want to do it because I think it matters I think the 21st century is really a wrestle with the idea of forgiveness can we forgive the great crimes of the 20th century Mm -hmm. tell us where the play's set the play is set in Germany and North Korea with a slight stopover in the airport in Belarus it was one of the things that sold me on the play. It was the very beginning. There's a big monologue from the German man, uh, Wertheim, and he's speaking to a Korean gentleman next to him. And at the end of his monologue, he says, oh, you know, your German is very good. And I, real, uh, I realized that the whole play is ostensibly in German or in North Korean, but we're hearing it in English. English. And I think that's fun. Yeah, that's fantastic, isn't it? Um, and so uh, apart from the rabbit, who else is in the cast? Uh, well, it's a it's a cast of five. Um, so there is the the rabbit breeder, um, who's played by uh, Stevie Rogers. Um, there's a local pet store attendant, uh, played by Kate Box, and then there are two officials of the North Korean government, um, played by Kang Chan and Mei Mei Thorne. Fantastic. It sounds intriguing, to say the least. A rabbit for Kim Jong-il. I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much, Kit Brookman, playwright and actor. Thank you, Angela. And Lee Lewis, director. Thank you, Angela. It's been great. A Rabbit for Kim Jong-il is presented at the Stables Theatre King's Cross from the 10th of October until the 21st of November and then at the Riverside Theatre Parramatta from the 25th to the 28th of November. You can book at griffintheatre.com.au or at riversideparramatta.com.au.